there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 65 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter 18 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. There's three ways listed right there, subject to change. But while you're there, why not consider buying a prequel to this book. That's right, folks. You can get paper copies of the prequel or ebooks or whatever if you're a loser because the paper ones are neater, although they're much more expensive, so I kind of get that. I feel like I might have sold more ebooks. Yeah, go get some, though. They're fun. Yes. So, episode 65. We got a fun uh, chapter coming up today, I feel like. Um, I was listening to another podcast this morning, And uh, it's Sunday morning. Uh, Actually, it's afternoon now, thank God, because I'm going to be drinking bourbon soon. (laughs) But uh, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about, like, how many listeners people have and, like, how many people could like a thing. And it just made me giggle because I'm like, I don't think I have any. (laughs) I'm not sure how many people listen to this, you know? I don't check the, the statistics or anything. I did look on uh, iTunes to see if I had any new reviews, and there's only three listed there. One is from me, and then the lovely Laura, and uh, previous uh, guest host Glenn, and that's about it. So, that's kind of a bummer. I wish there was some more, like, uh, indication that people listened, but, eh, I'm not that concerned. It's still fun, you know? What am I gonna do? (laughs) I don't know that I'd stick with this podcast this long anyway. But, you know, we're having fun, I hope. Um, Yeah, so I've had a pretty uneventful week. Um, I started a little project to uh, maybe clean up some of my storage space I have. I think I've mentioned before that I have a whole shit ton of, like, old crappy computers. So I'm trying to get rid of stuff, finally, again. Like, uh, I threw out some hard disk drives. Like, uh, they are enormous. How do I describe these? Each one probably weighs 15 pounds. Uh, they're they're still for like a personal computer, so they're not like the mainframe things that maybe you're thinking of that are like the size of a fridge, but they're just heavy as shit. And I didn't have any use for them, but I was trying to post some of my like smaller things maybe on eBay to get rid of them. So I posted I posted like four graphics cards for sale. One of them was like a uh, what do I want to say? Maybe like mid-90s, like, super fancy one, but yeah, it's not fancy now by any means. And uh, that's the only thing anybody's really bid on, which is surprising, and it's bid four times with, like, five days to go, and it's already at, like, $25. So I gotta, like, maybe think about this more. I thought it was useless. I was just gonna throw it out, but yeah, here we are. So I gotta maybe go through some more of my stuff. I put some computer memory on there that's wicked old, but I'm just trying to get rid of shit. I mean, what the hell... I told uh, the lovely Laura I was going to make a list of, like, the computers remaining that I own and only keep enough equipment to run those and maybe just trash everything else. Because I fucking hate when I go in that storage room. It's so, like, anxiety-riddled. Like, just, why do I have all this stuff? There's so much stuff. This sucks. I just got to get rid of it. You know what I mean? I I don't know. It's just not fun anymore. So I've been doing that this week. That's been kind of grimy and gross. I got a couple, like... 
I got like a scratch on my arm that I don't know what it's from, but it's clearly from that somehow. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys want some old computer stuff, uh, head over to jeffreadsbook.com and uh, you can write to me and let me know. And I'll probably be able to provide it. <laughs> anyway, okay, I was just giving you a little background. I felt like rambling a little bit, but I didn't have anything interesting to say. So here we are. <laughs> so today we're going to be reading uh, chapter 18. It's coming in at about 117 lines, uh, so a little bit longer than some of our chapters, but I think this is going to be a fun, fun uh, chapter. Yeah, what am I trying to say here? Jesus. We're going to be in Margot's hometown, so that's exciting. Yes, we finally get to uh, Twilight Crossing in this chapter. Uh, and what did I say? Ooh, there's like a cliffhanger that kind of blows at the end of this chapter, but we're going to get to it. We're going to see... Uh, well, you know, maybe everybody else will get excited about this chapter. I don't think they will, though. I, what do I want to say? So they're in Margot's hometown. So clearly, it's going to be a Margot-centric chapter. I like Margot; she's my favorite in the book. So I'm kind of excited for that. And she's been good in this book. Not much of a wet noodle, just you know her usual angry self. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have some good times. So uh, without further ado, let's just dive in to chapter 18. So I don't know if you guys could tell, but in that last segment, there was kind of a hard cut. Because while I was, uh, you know, babbling on for way too long, the uh, dehumidifier turned on. So there was just a loud roaring in the room. That was a bad move on my part. Usually I forget to turn it on in the first place, so the freaking basement studio gets all damp. What do you guys think in the uh, live studio audience? Pretty dry today, right? Right? Yeah, so I actually just looked at the... Like there was an audience. Oh, anyway, um, yeah, I just forgot to turn it off. So yeah, it was not. I'm so bad at that kind of crap. But anyway, no harm, no foul. So for today's chapter, I have a very special bourbon. That's right. I went to the liquor store this week, and I decided to, you know, splurge a little bit. So I got myself some Long Branch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This one is especially delicious. Laura got it for me for Christmas or my birthday a while back. And it's a uh, it's a wild turkey product. Uh, we actually had this on the uh, the special episode where it was uh, a, an away a recording with uh, Justin and Glenn as co-hosts, and it was uh, it's delicious. I love this bourbon; it's very good. Uh, it, somehow it came down in price in Ohio to like thirty five bucks. Oh, great! Mm. It's very smooth drinking too, because they do like a uh, charcoal filtering. I guess, step to make it, you know, a little more mild. It's it's nice. It's nice. I really highly suggest you get this one, unless you're underage. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Let's just start a reading. Why don't we? I got to get the goddamn chapter up here. Okay. Here we go. The Zinth carriage reached Twilight Crossing in the late afternoon, and Henry had requested being woken for their approach. The settlement was quite large. Teetering on the edge of a lar- The settlement? What settlement? Uh, oh, oh, okay. The settlement was quite large, teetering on the edge of large town and small city. And the view was dominated by a single imposing structure, which he assumed was Margot's childhood home. Looking back over at Margot, she was wide awake, staring at the ceiling in what he assumed was troubled thoughts. He gently rested a hand on her leg and rubbed it slightly, returning his gaze to the window. Ugh, I hope 
Yeah, all right. I just don't want it to get like weirdly sexual. <laughs> but there's somebody else in the carriage, so I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I didn't write a threesome into the book. <laughs> all right. Castle Lafleur was, again, a castle of mere status as opposed to function, similar to Leonid's home. However, this structure wasn't quite so outlandish or storybook quality. It was more of a large manor home with castle-like aspects. The stone somehow seemed darker than anything else in the city, which made him wonder where it had been mined in the first place. The city itself, though, looked similar enough to most he had seen in this world. There were shops, inns, taverns, the bustle of commerce, all the sights he expected. Smokestacks seemed slightly more numerous, and he guessed they were refining and working the ores mined from the mountains to the north. Uh, no capitalization, the rather desolate landscape they had passed through to arrive here made him think that agriculture probably wasn't the chief industry in the area. Wow, that paragraph was like a fucking encyclopedia entry. <laughs> Henry glanced at Margot, who looked stoic, that's a big word, as she stared out the window at the passing sights. He decided it was best to leave her alone a bit longer. Small talk was probably the better option. Have you been here before, Leonid? Henry asked. Margot looked at Leonid, possibly trying to find a distraction. Yes, I've been here a few times. I was here a number of times when we were children, he explained, smiling at Margot. But I think the last time I was here was a few years ago to see his smile disappeared. It was business, that's all. Oh, Henry replied, seeing his small talk strategy backfire. Margot must have noticed the tension as well. She sighed, saying, It's fine, Leonid. It's not a secret that you were a magistrate like my siblings. Margot sat silent, staring out the window for a moment. Lots of commas. <laughs> Henry and Leonid followed suit. Finally, though, she turned back towards them, explaining, I don't have a lot of pleasant memories from here. I'd like to find this find ugh, I'd like to find help this evening and try to leave for the Badlands by morning. Who can we talk to? Henry asked. Margot shrugged. I don't know anyone here anymore. Henry nodded and leaned out the window, slapping the carriage. Benbow looked down, saying, Yes, sir? Uh, Henry? I put some... I had to make it, uh... Because it has dots, like he realized he made a mistake. Can you find us an inn for the evening? Henry said loudly, back up to the driver. I'm not going to yell. We aren't headed to the castle? He asked, confused. Henry, horrified, exclaimed, No, 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 definitely not. I added a no, sorry. Very well, but we aren't particularly inconspicuous, Benbow responded, pointing back at the door. Henry looked at the door and ducked back inside. So how long until someone asked for, asked for us here? <laughs> he said to Margot and Leonid. We might go unnoticed, Leonid suggested, but Henry saw Margot's face turn white. I don't think so. You do remember that your family is family name is plastered all over this carriage, Henry said. Oh, right, he said. We should cover it. I think it's a bit late for that, Henry said. And a drinking break! Woo! <laughs> mm. So smooth. Mm. 
You got no ice. We're doing this neat today. Not even a whiskey stone. Hmm. That's good. Okay. A little early for this, maybe. It's like one. I don't know. I usually do this. Whatever. At like noon. Who cares? Okay. <clears throat> the carriage finally stopped on a side street away from many of the crowds caused by commerce. Oof, that was... <laughs> I don't know why. This is, just sounds like it's written by a moron. Away from the many of... I don't know. It sounds like a bad book, right? Away from many of the crowds caused by commerce. <laughs> Ugh. Margot was the first outside and on the street, looking up and down the road. She wasn't familiar with their location, but that didn't mean much. A small inn stood on one side of the road, a small sign identifying it as the Egg and Spoon Inn. <laughs> she was, she presumed, their destination. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> uh, we, we might have to have one of our discussion questions again be names for inns. I always like that, don't you? One, inn names. We're going to write that down right now, huh? Because I think we all want to... We want to come up with some new ones. Egg and spoon, eh, it's not bad. It's making me think of um, soft-boiled eggs. You ever have one of those where you, you stand it up in the little egg holder and crack it around the outside, and then you just jam your spoon in there and eat a liquid yolk and hopefully no salmonella. Oh, it's so good. My mom used to make me those all the time when I was a kid. And it sounds fancier, I think, than it is. I don't know. Eh, whatever. Who cares? All right. Um, Benbo climbed down from his perch and joined Margot. I am familiar with this inn, my lady, he explained. It's a little off the beaten path, very desirable for those with wishing for some discretion. I would assume, though, that this vehicle did get noticed. I'll park it at a stable a little ways away. Margot nodded. I do appreciate you help. <laughs> I'll see that the king matches what we've paid when this is all over. His eyes a little wider, he replied, Thank you, my lady. I shall leave for the time being. Henry and Leonid joined her as she headed towards the inn. Leonid spoke up before they reached the door. Uh, Margot, maybe Henry should go inside first alone to make arrangements. Why? she asked. You have a certain look, Leonid said. You look like who you are, Henry added. Yes, that's it, Leonid said, agreeing. Margot sighed, rolling her eyes. I suppose, but I'll have to come inside anyways eventually. Let me just have a look first, Henry calmly suggested. She could tell he was tiptoeing around her to avoid her temper, which didn't make her feel any better. Henry disappeared inside, leaving her and Leonid in the street alone. Leonid casually leaned against, a, against the wall of the inn. This is a tricky situation, he said, smiling. When she didn't smile back, he continued. Look, what's the worst that can happen? You might have to see a family member for a few moments, which will provide you the chance to tell them off. Even that eventuality seems doubtful. We're not going looking for them. I know, Leonid, I know, she said. You don't know how this town works, though. My family always had an iron grip on it. It's like we'd be... It's likely we'd be taken to the castle. 
Leonid waved off the idea. I doubt it. Why would they want to see you? And regardless, I'm pretty sure Henry's not letting anyone take you away. He seems quite smitten. Margot finally smiled. You have no idea. He's always been that way. Oh, drinking break! <laughs> mm. I like that Margot knows that Henry's, like, totally into her. Although, I mean, he, he must get caught creeping on her, like, constantly, which is, well, creepy. <laughs> I'm gonna have a little more to drink, right? Mm. Mm. Okay, I was wondering when I previewed this chapter what the fuck was going on right here. Henry popped his head out and waved them inside, so he popped his head out of the inn. Okay. Margot smiled at him, which produced a surprised look on his face. Feeling better, he asked as the pair passed. A little, she said, giving him a peck on the cheek. Aw, that's adorable. Inside, the inn was dim but cozy, and Leonid led them to a table for four. Margot guessed he wanted Benbo to join them if they would be planning an excursion to the Badlands. Ooh! <laughs> Henry notified them that drinks were forthcoming. That's a big word. And one word. See, that's not good for the word count. What the hell was I doing? And he had secured three rooms for the evening as he sat down next to Margot. A heavy-set barman walked towards them with four mugs, placing them carefully on the table. He straightened up and started. Well now, welcome to the Egg and Spoo. His eyes widened, and his face went white when he looked at Margot. Margot elbowed Henry. Ow! Oh, yes, thank you. I think we'll... Henry was interrupted by the barman, barman loudly asking... Is it truly you, the Lady Margot? Ooh, he recognized her. <laughs> Looking around, she now saw that a handful of patrons in the room were all watching the foursome. Margot considered her options now that she'd been recognized. Wh what the hell? W-H-E? Wh-wh? Wh happened? She! Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> right, right. W's right above the S on the keyboard. I think it's supposed to be she. <laughs> okay. Margot considered her options now that she'd been recognized. She had really hoped that the years would have disguised her, but she admitted to herself that the jet black hair was a bit of a giveaway. While she could ask for discretion, the other patrons had now seen her, and two cooks had emerged from... Oh, I have like three lines. From the kitchen to see. <laughs> Even Henry and Leonid were both staring at her, presumably curious as to what she would do next. She could only see one reasonable course of action. <gasps> and that ends chapter 18! So what do you guys think of that chapter? I think that was not bad considering that this is basically, what, the end of a road trip chapter? Like they got somewhere? No, not like an exciting per se chapter, but it's fun to see uh, Margot get all, you know, kind of squirm with uncomfortability, uncomfortableness, whatever. Yeah, I think it was a good, it was a good chapter. We got to see some Margot action there. You know, there was no magic though. Although this book, I think it's way higher on the magic scale, right? I think there's a lot more of it in this one than like, ooh, uh, freaking Offworlder. Wow, that one was a catastrophe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing like a book about 
work romance set in, you know, a magical world where we don't get to see any of that fun. <laughs> so, I mean, this one was okay. Uh, I'm getting a little sick of the name Benbo. <laughs> I don't know who else is annoyed by it. Eh, it was all right. Um, what, do I, what else do you want to say? Uh, I don't really know that there's much to say about this chapter, right? Eh. I kind of, like, they're describing Margot's stupid childhood home as, like, having darker stones, but doesn't that just strike you as being, like, uh, dirty? You know, like a Rust Belt city that just got, you know, crap. Like, uh, whatever comes out of smokestacks caked onto its walls on the outside. That's kind of how I thought of it, but I suppose if it's a magic world, maybe they have, like, you could say, like, uh, it's made out of obsidian or something. That would have been fun to say, but, you know, obviously I didn't, so whatever. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Let's just get into some discussion questions. There's not too much to say about this chapter, right? I do think it's nice Margot was recognized. It's a good time. So I only got two for you today, but one of them is kind of a repeat but I also thought it was a fun one. So let's do it again, right? So they're at the Egg and Spoon Inn, which I am kind of enjoying. <laughs> That's a good name. So what 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 are some good inn names? Yeah, write in with some names for inns in like a fantasy world. I need some good names. They should they always seem to be like two things, right? Don't you think? I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe not. There's like an inn in Niagara on the Lake called the Old Angel Inn. And it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, and that's ancient as hell. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like fake. Old, it's actually old and kind of shitty. But you can live there. They, they have like rooms for rent upstairs and then, you know, a restaurant in the bottom. It's good times. Yeah, I like that place. I don't know why I'm advertising for them, though. I, ugh, I'm not going to get to go this year. We had to cancel our trip to Canada because uh, Americans aren't allowed in. And that's probably a good move on Canada's part right now. <laughs> But anyway, I guess, I mean, it's a bummer, but who knows what the winery situation, I mean, that's, that's all we do there is drink, right? So yeah, a bit of a bummer. Okay. Yeah. So give me some good names for an inn. I do like Egg and Spoon. I can't come up with any right off the top of my head. Yeah. Make it topical too. You know, let's, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. You guys have to write in for that one. Come on. It's too easy and too much fun. All right, question two. So Benbo took this carriage off to a stable down the street. So my question here is, like, in the world of magic where there's horses and stuff, do they have, like, the equivalent of public parking? Is there, like, a big, you know, P with a public parking sign there, and it's just some freaking stable run by, I don't know, shady-looking characters? <laughs> I feel like when you go to, like, a random public parking place in the city, the guy working there is shady to the point where you're like, does he actually work here? <laughs> I We actually went tried to go to, like, a uh, museum in Cleveland. And uh, what do I want to say? They, you know, you just pull in and park in the parking lot. It, it wasn't even, like, pay to park. But there was, like, a dude there walking around with a cup. And I'm like, what the fuck is this going on here? Like, It didn't make any sense. Like, is he collecting? Does he even work here? It was very shady. The museum was in a, what do I want to say? Not a bad part of town, an abandoned part of town is what it was. <laughs> there was nothing around it. But uh, very odd. And we didn't even park. We're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Why is he here? I mean, it would have been different if the museum had like a sign or he was wearing anything that indicated he worked there but it was none of that so yeah we just turned around and left what the fuck 
very strange, very strange. But even when I'm like just anywhere, it's just I'm just like a lot of city parking lots. They won't like have a booth necessarily, or you know the guys just walking around in the parking lot. It's like what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Ooh, do you think in the world of magic they have like parking garages? Like they have stables that are multiple levels high. I feel like if you had magic, you could make that happen, right? I don't know. We haven't established if they've mastered the science of cement, right, or concrete. So maybe they don't have that talent yet. So I don't know. Yeah, those are my two questions, I guess. Public parking one is kind of weird. But yeah, I, I would assume they'd have public parking, don't you think, in these cities? Yeah, it's a good way to make money, too, if you own a plot of land, don't want to put a building on it. Yeah, just, you know, have carriage parking, right? Very good. Uh, so I guess that about wraps it up. I still have a lot of whiskey left somehow. I think those drinking, I, maybe I overpoured, but it's okay because it tastes good. Mm. Mm. Getting a little late now. It's like one ten. So the lovely Laura and I are going to have a nice lunch. Uh, I, or before lunch, I bake some cookies. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're like uh, chocolate oatmeal chewies from the uh, Betty Crocker cookbook fantastic yeah so we're gonna i'm already a little bit sick from eating all the cookie dough i mean i probably ate like four cookies worth while i was just sitting there so there's a lot of raw egg in my stomach i'm not feeling great but we're gonna have some lunch now i'm gonna finish this bourbon it's sunny and cool out i think we're gonna do a bike ride so i hope you guys are all staying safe and having fun uh, you can head on over to jeffreadsbook.com and there's three ways to contact me there. Email, Mastodon, and Twitter. Just go ahead and look at the fucking links. I don't want to keep reading them. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's about it for today. So until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.